So good. We're talking about Passover, which is also really powerful because it's all about Jesus. You know, every part that you eat in a Seder dinner, it's what Jesus did, really. You know, it's the whole gospel being received, just like communion, taking, you know, his, his blood and his body, you know, the poured out blood and his broken body, making sure that we're really taking that in, not just hearing that or seeing that. And obviously, it's not that complicated. Uh, it's just a meal that you have together as a family. There's a few ingredients that are part of it that you have to have, but obviously, this was something done as quickly as possibly in Egypt, so you don't have to run out and get all kind of crazy things. It's, it's a very simple thing, but all the pieces point to him. So it's real basic. And he is the beginning of all things. To understand anything fully, it's good to go back to the beginning. Instead of starting in the middle of the story with Moses in the book of Exodus, we can flip back one book from Exodus to Genesis, the book of beginnings, where Moses sets the stage. Now, I know some of you like to peek at the last chapter to see how it ends before you read, and I'll actually help you understand this rather complicated story. Revelation 19 said, Let us rejoice and be glad, give him glory, for the wedding of the Lamb has come. Mm. What? And the bride has made herself ready. Fine linen, bright and clean, was given for her to wear. So here we are with the bride, mm. and here's Jesus, this Lamb. Yeah. And it all is headed to one place, as you would expect, a wedding. Then the angel said to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the wedding supper of the Lamb. And there's a dinner. Gotta love that. And he added, these are the true words of God. I saw heaven standing open. There before me was a white horse whose rider was called Faithful and True. With justice he judges and wages war. And more importantly, as a part of this meal, the last one is a war. We are wearing white, and we go with Jesus into a final battle. That's all part of the Passover meal. The armies of heaven were following him, riding on white horses and dressed in fine linen, white and clean. In fact, if you ever struggle as a guy with this concept of the bride of Christ, it's not so much a dress as it is a white garment, and you're on a horse <laughs> with a sword, which is not very girly. Right? So it's really, not, it's really not a tough sell. Coming out of his mouth is a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He treads the widened press of the fury of the wrath of God Almighty. Which is an unusual wedding, right? So it's not too hard for a guy. So if you've ever struggled with that. The Bible tells us that Jesus is the lamb and the bridegroom. Christians, those who follow Jesus, are his bride. The wedding supper includes the Passover meal. That this world will end and God will create a new world. Let's look at the foundation of the new heavens and earth. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. So this is the end, right? For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. There's no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Interesting theme goes on. It all starts in the beginning, and it ends the same way. So on earth we see a death Passover, but in heaven there's a wedding, Revelation 19. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. Then he said to me, right, blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. Get that in your mind. So we know that creation was God making children, but ultimately he's making a bride. 
So the Lord caused the man to fall into a deep sleep, and while he was sleeping, he took one of the man's ribs and then closed up the place with flesh. Then the Lord God had made a woman from the rib he'd taken out of the man, and he brought her to the man. Now, the words sleep and dead in the Bible, in Hebrew, are often used euphemistically or interchangeably. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the ground will awake, those to everlasting life, but the others to disgrace and everlasting contempt. And in the New Testament, our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep. <laughs> but I go so that he may awaken him out of sleep. Obviously, he's dead, right? So, and I heard a voice from heaven saying, Right, blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, so that they may rest from their labors, from their deeds, follow them. In that verse in Genesis, so the Lord caused the man to fall asleep into a deep sleep, Likewise, Adam is not dead, he's just sleeping, but he represents Jesus on the cross who dies. Here you have the very first shadow or picture of the Passover and the cross. When God overshadows Adam, God removes a rib from Adam's side and makes Eve. 4,000 years later, that shadow would become real when a spear pierces the side of Jesus, the second Adam, and the blood and water gush out representing his bride, the church, coming forth. So from the medical perspective, hypovolemic shock caused fluid to gather in the sac around the heart and around the lungs. And that's what happened. Whoosh, it gushes out. From the founding of the church perspective, this is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement, First John chapter 5. There's a lot of symbolism going on there, right? Shedding of blood for the forgiveness of sins, water baptism into his death. The water also a symbol of birth. You know, the water breaks. But the main point is Jesus birthed the church with the Spirit. The foundation of the world that the verse was speaking about was Jesus was slain, points back to that rib being removed from Adam to create Eve. The reality came on the cross long after. So creation and redemption is all about creating a bride for the Son. Passover and the cross are all about that wedding. If you could see through God's eyes, you would see the cake, the dress, etc. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the holy one of Israel. He's called God of the whole earth. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 5. Coming up. Lots more in the Passover. <laughs> lots, lots, lots more in the Passover. In fact, it'll go on until like 11 o'clock. But we've got a massively huge announcement. You know, Nathan, he is here early. He's got coffee. What a trooper, huh? Yes, we're going to make a fun announcement. But was, what was kind of priceless was seeing his face just now because anything medical makes him queasy. And he I about just passed too. out when you were He, <laughs> he started that. bobbing and leaving. Yeah, I was like, oh gosh, he's about to go down. We need an EMT. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus.